freaking mouth. Hey, man, this is the BS Sessions, and we have guests. Jerry, who do we have? Even though oh, man, we, got some, we, got, we got some classy tonight. We got, we got Charles Trainer back again. He's pretty much the third member of the group now, probably. <laughs> and then we got from the uh, Rock All Over You podcast, Edwin, and I'm terrible with last names, man. Canastrachi. There you go. <laughs> It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're glad to have some class on here tonight, man. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I can say his name, but I can't say Lee's last name. It's weird. Crazy. <laughs> I, I've been practicing all day to get him next week. We'll see if oh, I can I'm terrible it. with pronouncing names, man. I can't even do yours. I just call you soup. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody how you really pronounce it. I kind of like where everybody says it. You know, tries to guess what it is. Well, then I could go no soup for you. <laughs> What are you drinking, Mark? Whiskey. Well, I know you're drinking whiskey. What kind? <laughs> Evan Williams. All right, right on. Yeah, it's like... Uh, uh, I'm going like, easy tonight. Like I say on the radio show, man, uh, if you ain't drinking whiskey, you're part of the problem. Right on. <laughs> I told that to people at work today. They go, I drink vodka. I said, you're part of the problem, man. He's got a clear yeah, alcohol. I drink vodka too, man. Clear alcohol is for rich women on diets. Yeah, what is that? What is that? You that never watch Parks and Re shit. Recreation, my freaking spirit animal, Ron Swanson? Yeah, but what <laughs> is that, man? I like clear liquor. That's I love cool. vodka, man. <laughs> well, in the show, he's at a bar, and a guy uh, goes, I'll take a vodka, and he goes, no, he'll take a whiskey. Clear alcohol is for rich women on diets. <laughs> See, the cool thing about vodka is you can sneak it in anywhere, man. It's got no smell or anything to it. Yeah. So. Well, you could get like a bladder and put whiskey like we had at Dodger okay. Stadium. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. It is Jane Fonda's favorite drink, so that might back up. <laughs> no. So how are you guys doing? What's going on with you guys? We'll start with Eddie. What's up, Eddie? Uh, just the usual, usual thing. Just the usual thing, thing. I was just uh, doing some writing today, and I started drinking an hour ago, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> so essentially, this is happy hour instead of hitting a, a bar happy hour with few knuckleheads, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, every time I see uh, every time I see you drink Budweiser, dude, I'm just like, <laughs> dude, just an all right chaser. It's all right, chaser. I'm just messing with you, Jerry. Oh, chaser Jerry, chaser. Jerry's like uh, stiff. Hey Charles, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Charles? I'm doing good. How are you guys all doing? I'm not drinking right now, believe it or not. I'm the only one teetotaling. Well, that's just because the bar is closed. It is 3:05 a.m. here. You guys, picture frozen. Yeah, you're you're funny. I'm I was mine. just watching you all stiff. You're the uh, de designated driver, then, Charles. Yeah, yeah, I'm driving today. I'm Uber. So, okay. <laughs> have you motorboated any of those uh, Polish chicks yet? <laughs> uh not yet man but working on it me. i need pictures of that shit just joking went to the nightclub so we'll see what's up with that uh <laughs> it's, but it's um work today, all the time oh you don't have time to do that shit yeah so. so today we're doing the ultimate 11 song rolling stones album the reason why uh charles you came up with the idea when you came up with the idea i said i need eddie on this because he's like the biggest rolling stones fan i know so we need, we need, like he said, class in here. We need him. And this list was fucking hard for me. <laughs> I kept going back and forth, taking songs off, put songs back on. But we'll get into that later. Before we get into that, we got the bullshit, the BS. And uh, Jerry, you sent me a thing today. 
Pat Benatar won't be singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot because of the gun violence. No po- uh, politics about this, okay? Just No, I'm not, I'm not saying any politics about it, but, uh, you know, it's, you know, I think it's ridiculous, but I, it's her choice. I mean, she's telling people, at least ahead of time, they're not, she's not going to do that song, so, you know, more power to her. I mean, you know, I just wish it wasn't to the point. I mean, this is the New World Order now, unfortunately, so you have to live with it, so... I didn't think the song was. We can blame Trump. We can blame Biden. You know, but it's the way it's going to be right now. So go ahead, Eddie. Yeah, I didn't think the song was uh, like someone shooting her in the song. No, I don't. I I didn't even think about guns in that song. It's like she's saying, "Come on, give it to me. Like, give me a verbal jab or something like that." I'm not thinking of a boxing match. Not even boxing. I I don't think it is violence. I I always thought it was about. Smashing that ass real good is what I thought. Like, found that shit. Yeah, I just, I never really thought about it that way. Well, the thing is, the key word shot, it's like if I say shot on Facebook, I get suspended. If I say fry, I get suspended. It's like, how can these key words need to go away? But, uh, This is what I, I think. You know what? I've heard this song a million times. I've seen her like eight times in concert. I'm going to see her again in September, twice with my wife. My wife loves her. And you know what? I could go without hearing that song. Put in Shadows of the do. Night. I want to hear She's Shadows got, of the Night. <laughs> I agree, but you've got so many hits. So We're invincible. You know, give me freaking yeah. We Live for Love. You know, give me some other shit. Fire Maybe with your best shot. It's like, yeah, do her Helter Skelter version. I like her Helter Skelter. You know, she's pretty damn good. Oh, she's got a great voice. You have any thoughts on it, Charles? Charles? Charlie? Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was just about, like, some dude hitting the ass real good, you know, give, <laughs> give me the best shot, man. Bring that shit. I didn't know it had anything to do with guns, but whatever. I mean, everybody's got to be one side or the other and stand up for something, I guess. It, it's whatever. I mean, it doesn't bother Like I me. said, it's, it, it's the way it is now, unfortunately. We can argue and say how it sucks, but it's the way it's going to be. So. Don't yeah, mean it, much to me one way or the other. It'd be yeah. much cooler if she just said, I don't want to play this song anymore because I'm bored as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm bored as fuck listening to it live. <laughs> it's like, I yeah, it's like to- would you really miss it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, you might I was fail if she didn't play that song, but the rest of the concert would be good, you know? Yeah, I want to hear Shadows of the Night. (laughs) It's a fucking great song. But uh, and then we get to the other bullshit. Pantera uh, fans are getting divided over should they or shouldn't they? We 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 did this this week, last week, but we didn't have Eddie on here to give his opinions on it. And it's got and it's like, is it a tribute? I think it's a tribute just because they're not calling it a tribute. I think it's a tribute. What do you think, Eddie? My, my opinion is if you listen to the latest uh, RMCP, it's not too different from Ian Wadley's opinion. My my opinion more or less is, I mean, come on. I mean, yeah, it'd be, I mean, it's not Pantera, but there are so many bands that people go to now that, right. you know, so, you, I mean, okay, look at, look at it this way. Okay, if I told you that Judas Priest is just... Right. The, the bassist and the singer, you know what I mean? Yeah. From yeah. the original lineup, you know, and by original lineup, I mean, you know, first album, Rob Halford, you know, and Ian Hill. Well, how's that different from Phil and, you know, Rex? I agree. Pretty yeah. much the same thing. Now, I understand psychologically it's because one kind of happened slowly and incrementally, like, you know, Judas Priest just kind of lost KK, then for health reasons, they lost Glenn. So it wasn't like, 
they were gone for like 15 years and one of them yeah. died and suddenly happened. So I understand why it might have that reaction. But when you step back and really look at it, it's not really any different than a lot of these other bands and what they're doing. You know, well this isn't any less <laughs> than Judas Priest is less Judas Priest. And that new Judas Priest kicks ass. I love, you know, Mark, that, yeah, that band. kicks ass. We saw him twice together. <laughs> I, lo I love Rob's Priest. Rob's Priest yeah. kicks ass. It's a great I'm, band. And I've seen him a third time, like a mile down the street. <laughs> so. I want to see JK's Priest open up for Rob's Priest. Then we get double the Priest. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be, you know. And they make an agreement not to play the same priest song. So we get so much more priest tracks. That would be great. That's that's in my dream. But yeah, so that's my thinking. I mean, I don't know. But here's another thing too, though, is I hear that there's a lot of controversy, but maybe it's just because I just kind of know the RMCP army and the people in our shared groups. Seems like everyone's kind of cool with it in our groups. I mean, where is this? Is this all like blabbermouth or something? It's, it's all in lots of other groups I'm in where I share the podcast in, like yours and everybody else's. I'm in all these other rock groups and I'm watching these people just go, yeah. So there really are people like, oh, yeah. They're, they're, out of yeah, them. I've seen it. Do you guys know Shane Schmidt? Shane Schmidt, he just went I know the, the name. Yeah, he he's bitching about it. So okay, I yeah. mean, uh, it's, it's, I guess I just I just follow cool people, so I haven't really. <laughs> Everyone's I mean, kind of cool with it that I know. <laughs> it's it's not for me, but if you want to get into it, more power to you. Have fun, dude. Enjoy it, you know. But you know, I can care. I can say it, it kind of bothered me at first, but then I thought then I got to your thinking, saying there's a lot of bands that do that shit. So you know. It isn't like they're replacing them with slackers either. They got some quality ass musicians with that. Oh, yeah. Are, you yeah. Know, and, and who had know. a personal connection with the band who were right. Friends. So, yeah. you know, more power to you. If you want to go, go enjoy it. You know, you know, hear the music live, you know, for the first time if you haven't seen it yet, you know. I'm actually yeah, I, mean, I mean, Kiss Kiss is literally playing with two guys <laughs> pretending to be Ace Freely right. and Peter Chris. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people will go see that shit. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think, Charles? Well, first of all, I gave up the gig drumming. So Charlie Benante's back in the band. <laughs> uh, um, I'm mixed emotions about it still. I mean, I, I would, you know, but yet again, I would actually go too. Uh, the only reason why I'm mixed emotions is because it'd be like Ringo and Paul saying, hire Gary Sharon and Nuno Betancourt <laughs> and say we're in the beat. For the Beatles now. That's my only issue with it. I guess I can see where people would be upset, but who gives a shit, man? It's yeah. been fucking rough for almost years. I would love to hear those songs again live. So, I mean, I'm kind of cool with it, but uh, the, the name thing I'm kind of stuck on. And it's no, you know, no wonder Scott McGee, brother of Doc McGee's with it. He loves those scab bands. <laughs> on to the next one there. What if they did an album? Would you be down with that? I don't know with the name Pantera. I hope not. I hope they would change. Or don't the they name. just do what Credence did? Uh, Pantera revisited. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I think this should be called Anthrax Pantera Society. There you go. <laughs> That'd be yeah. cool. That sounds awesome. It suddenly makes it sound like it does. Band, it actually is. Like, like why not band. play up a super band element? You know, <laughs> or yeah. even, or even just call them respect. <laughs> did you see that meme I don't, maybe you shared it mark i forget <laughs> I, I just saw this meme this week on my wall which was funny it's funny because <laughs> but it said like uh you know the, it's one of those two panel memes 
Yeah. And the first pa panel was like the Rolling Stones currently have two guitarists and a singer. Uh, and the Beatles currently just have a bassist and a drummer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Why, <weird>. Why not? <laughs> Why not have the, the, the Rolling Beatles. The Rolling, the Rolling Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. That's cool, man. Well, I saw it. Yeah. yeah. The ultimate super, super band. Yeah. I took a meme from uh, what? Brevin Hall from three. What's that thing? Three sides of the coin. Where he showed freaking uh, fans crying over Pantera. showed a baby head. <laughs> I like laughing at that. And he said. We'll get too hung up on the names. I mean, because this thing, would these people be crying if they said it was just a all-star tribute in honor of them? No. No. They'd be thrilled. They'd be like, oh, Zach Wild. You know, they'd be excited. But he said when I shared his uh, meme, he uh, commented on it and he goes, well, you should see the, pe the people complaining about this acting like babies about this meme. <laughs> I go, the, yeah. the babies are acting like babies of me sharing this meme. And I go, oh, fuck. And I go, really? He goes, yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Baby, people acting like babies all over the place. Fucking live in one big romper room. Yeah, man. I spy with my little eye. <laughs> Everyone oh, just fucking grow up. <laughs> you know, there's money to be made like yeah they they went with the name pantera because uh, because money. that they could headline you know bigger venues that way and, and, that's, and that's it that's what comes like out Ian wadley said that it, nobody's gonna go see the illegals playing pantera music they're gonna go see a band named pantera playing pantera music unfortunately yeah they, i don't even think if they did just call it pantera tribute they would get less people to see it because all yeah. the casuals, because I, because over the years that's kind of been tarnished a little bit because there's been so many tributes and so many cover bands and tribute bands. So, I mean, if they see Pantera tribute, they might think it's just like five dickheads from like the Sam Ash, like <laughs> playing some Pantera songs. They don't know, you know, that's the thing. They got to have just the brand name so people know that there's actual real professionals playing <laughs> this stuff. Right. Oh yeah. God. And then, uh, Let's move on. And then the uh, anniversary of Appetite for Destruction. Oh, yes. anniversary. Fucking <laughs> Charles. You're an oh, Oasis guy. Uh, You're not a Guns N' Roses guy. Bullshit. I was GNR oh. way before Oasis, buddy. Way, oh, way. He loves GNR. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, you this should hear the podcast that's coming out in September. We'll really see how he feels about GNR. Epic episode for over four hours. <laughs> Damn. Hey, Guns N' Roses, they, I, they were a really great band there for a few years. Yeah, man, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you my story on this album. I, I I had, remember the Tower Records Pulse magazine? No. You would go no. into Tower Records, they'd give you a free magazine. You'd grab oh, it when you buy CD, well, tapes or CDs. It was tapes. I don't think that's, there were CDs back in 80s. Yeah, there were CDs. CDs, but uh, my mom took me down to Tower Records because I saw, I go, oh, I like that song, Welcome to the Jungle. And they said the album is releasing on this date. And they had the original album cover, you know, with the robot fucking the girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had that the album cover. That's the best yeah. one. I face. bought that one because it was cool. And I bought Helix Wild in the streets that day. And, and I bought that. That album wasn't doing too well until, what was it, Sweet Child of Mine came out. So I bought it like day one. I remember me going down there and getting that on cassette and putting it in my mom's Hyundai Excel to listen to it. You know, it's a fucking, yeah. it's a you, memory. Did you still have that? No, I wish I did. Yeah, I was gonna say that that'd be worth a lot of money. It'd be worth yeah, like, a, like the Aerosmith. That, that, I'm just noticing. So, is that the first Rainbow album you got sticking out there? 
right? Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. I have Richie Black. Oh, right here. Yeah. 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 Right on. <laughs> I try to stick some out for some show, like Aerosmith back there. And yeah, I see the Tom Petty behind it. But I do, yeah. that, Tom, that, that Tom Petty's been sticking out for a few months now. Oh yeah, he always gets a stick out. Man. <laughs> good good I, job I, there. And, but he has his head leaning out, so it looks cool. <laughs> it's like, right hey, on. I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. no, right on having that rainbow. That's good. Yeah. I want it's, a great, it, it's a great oh, album. I just I never yeah. cared for Welcome to the Jungle, but the rest of the album kicks ass. So what do you what do you think about it, Mr. G and R uh Eddie? <laughs> oh I well, you know, I have that. I have a very long two-part video about the Use Your Illusion albums on YouTube, so I think a lot of people know my And in fact, I, went, I also did an RMCP where we discussed Spaghetti Incident, but I never did discuss Appetite for Destruction. I mean, obviously, it's a great album. It's one of the great debuts. I'm very burned out on it, but I feel like it's one of those albums that... There will be a point. I'm not quite there yet, but maybe a year or two from now, there's going to be a night where I play it and I'm like, oh, this is one of the greatest rock and roll records ever. You know, I'm just, I'm a little burned out. Obviously, deep tracks, a little less so. But even the deep tracks, I mean, are there really deep tracks on Appetite at this point? You know, that's the thing. Oh. You know, I mean, but obviously I love, you know, It's So Easy, Night Train, Mr. Brownstone, My Michelle, Rock Queen. I even love Think About You. The only song I'm not crazy about is anything goes i think it's just kind of eh it's all right i agree with you on that one yeah it's all right you know but it's not like it's not great uh but everything else is great to varying degrees depending on the burnout factor i probably my favorite track on that is probably i'd probably go for night train night train me too great train it's really you know it's got the cowbell it's got the yes. things that 70s groove you know i really love it but it, it's a great album it's got great production, and I, my personal favorite Guns N' Roses album is actually Use Your Illusion 2, even though I can hear that it has, you know, it has a couple clunkers and there's flaws, but there's just something about that album, and it has a lot of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs, like uh, Locomotive, Estranged, Breakdown, 14 Years. It has this, uh, a lot of songs that just resonate with me a little more than anything on Appetite. But objectively, I can kind of hear that Appetite out of the gate was their best album. It's the most kind of consistent, you know, and doesn't have things like My World or Don't Cry Alternative lyrics. So, uh, I, but it, it's a masterpiece. It's a great album. I do think it's a little overrated. You know, I mean, there are a lot of great 80s metal albums or hard rock albums. And, you know, it's it's great. But, you know, I like Dawkins' Tooth or Nail, I think, is better. I think Def Leppard's High and Dry is better. I mean, I, there's a lot. ACDC, I think, released about four albums that were better in the 80s. Tesla, I mean, Tesla Mechanical Resonance? Uh, I, I wouldn't objectively say it's better, but I do <laughs> like it better. I mean, I listen to that album more. Uh, so, but, you know, I, I'm talking even just objectively, yeah. I listen. Do it, and you know, I can't say that even like it's appetites like so much better than like Shout Out the Devil or, and then we're not even getting into thrash. I mean, goddamn it, Metallica released four albums in the eighties. I think yeah. were all better than Appetite for Destruction, especially the first three, and Megadeth, and so I mean, it's it's great, but it is kind. It kind of has become like the kind of basic album for a lot of casual hard rock and metal fans to kind of go to. And that's why they sell out stadiums, mm -hmm. you know, is, you know, I don't know. It's all right. It's like, I remember when I had my first beer. 
Well, it's the, the thing about appetite because I was there. I got it. The thing that what happened is it made all those hair bands take off their makeup. Yeah, well, including Guns N' Roses because they including, had a little bit in the first. They had a little bit, but <laughs> but they took off their makeup. Yeah, but you know the thrash bands were ever wearing makeup, with the exception of your favorite band, Slayer. Oh, <laughs> Slayer was wearing some makeup in the on during the first album. I'm in sad. More of an Osborne kind of way. It was more satanic than glam, but they yeah, but they, they started like trying to get more real, taking off the keyboards off their album because oh, yeah. of that album. I mean, it's like that album oh, yeah, did obviously. kick rock in the ass. It pushed everything kind of more towards the 70s influence. And it and it helped bands like Aerosmith and ACDC, I think. Yeah. Like, with their comeback. So very important album. It's great. I love it. I don't need to hear it again, or at least for a couple more years. I think I, you I, should hear it because it never gets boring to me except for one song. So I probably like I like Usual Illusion too. And I like GNR Lies a lot, actually. Yeah, I, I, I like Lies too. I go back to that a lot. I like GNR Lies a lot. And but yeah, Appetite is really burned for me. But yeah. I'm sure, it, you know, I was that way about like Led Zeppelin 4 for a while. There was a few years where I yeah. So I'm sure there will be a point where I listen to Appetite and love it again, but not right now. <laughs> okay, so. Charles, say nothing about Use Your Illusion because that comes out in September because we did both of them. So no spoilers on that episode. So talk no. about just Appetite. <laughs> uh, it was the album that you know, prior to this album being out, I was just kind of like into whatever because I had so many things going on in my life, sports, video games, wrestling, all these different things I was into. But for whatever reason, for better or worse, it was GNR and Appetite for Destruction that made me an absolute music nerd. And like just into it. And like, I'll defend this band to the death and blah, 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 blah. And fuck, everybody else is fakers, man. I kind of look back on that with with humor now, but I will always hold that album in a special place. And if you and to me, what's really cool about the album, it, and I think it's overlooked, it's almost like a loose concept album. Every song flows really nicely. Welcome to the Jungle, Axel hits Indiana, or from Indiana to Hollywood. It's so easy. Now he's partying in the Mr. Brownstone, or excuse me, out to get night train. We're going to drink that cheap-ass night train. Out to get me. The cops are coming after me. Now we're doing heroin, Mr. Brownstone. It just flows so well. And I think actually... I, one, I never analyzed it that way before. But it's kind of cool that you did. It really does. It really <laughs> yeah. Even Think About You flows right into Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah. I mean, every song kind of flows together. It's so well done. And... Uh, that's why I think a superior song was left off the album, Shadow of Your Love. One of the greatest mysteries ever. Why was that not on the album? I don't think it quite fit into the concept. Wonderful, wonderful album. I never get burnt out on it. I don't listen to it as much, but every you know, it's phenomenal. I love it. And, and it always will. But yeah, I, I can see where people can be burnt. But it's it, it was my gateway into the... Let's talk about music world, I guess, if you will, and just loving music and being crazy about it. So I always tip my hat to them for that. Yeah, yeah my wake up moment. My mom took me to my first concert, Royal Speedwagon. I was always into music, but then I was like, "Oh shit, I got to go to more concerts." <laughs> the, the first two CDs that I swiped from my brother before, like Doc and Cinderella, I listened to them, but I didn't steal them. 
the first two CDs I, I, I stole from my brother and they became mine were Aerosmith Vermification and Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. Nice. So they, they, it, they were an important gateway band. I kind of think of Aerosmith more during that period only because I went down the rabbit hole, you know, and started because yeah. they had a back catalog where Guns didn't, you know, that was it, you know. So because of that, but it, they are associated with that period. And yeah, they're, you know, likewise, well, you know, they definitely turned me on to a lot of stuff. I forgot to say on the podcast that we did, Charles, that doesn't come out to September, that I think Axel is lazy and Slash and Duff worked their asses off because those guys released so much music, more than Axel has. But Axel's a perfectionist. You have to be to do Chinese democracy. So, okay, let's, we'll get to this. I love Chinese democracy, damn it. GNR forever. But well, I, I do like Chinese democracy. We'll get into that and we'll go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's let's bring it back in. So right. uh, Tim Ripper Owens says he never got the call from Judas Priest about the upcoming Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. He wasn't inducted. Do you think he should have been inducted? I'll go with you first, Eddie. I don't think... Judas Priest should be inducted. I think I they should know that, go fuck themselves. <laughs> so that's my opinion. I mean, Judas Priest have been eligible to be inducted since the late 90s. Literally the late 90s. And Nevada got inducted first year they were eligible. Boom. Record sales. That's why. The, uh, Judas Priest, it's such an insult that they, they shouldn't care, let alone, I mean, none of them should be inducted fuck the rock and roll hall of fame if it went by record sales journey should have been in before nirvana okay record sales plus critical appraisal oh yeah there you go still that's the equation rolling Rolling stone appraisal that is the baby boomer you know yeah obviously listen all these there's so many great bands journey being one of them but judas priest they are such innovators. They should have been in that thing fucking the first year that they were eligible. They exactly. are so important to heavy metal music and that genre of music. And, it, you know, it's fucking rock. Their first album is even called Rock and Roll. It's yeah. fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> no, fuck them. Fuck what, them. So, you so know, what do you Ripper, th- Owen, Ripper Owens should be pra- glad he's not conducted. <laughs> you, you know, hey, I can... I could keep my street cred. <laughs> Do you like Ripper? I know you like that uh, KK's uh, Priest, so you kind of like Ripper. Uh, that's Owens a good album. And... I love that yeah, album. I think, yeah, I, I really love that album. I like some songs on the the Duggar Later, uh, the, the other one, Demolition, not so much. Um, but, you know, he's a great singer. It's a great story. You know, I, I, I like Ripper. I got no problems with Ripper. I mean, I don't really think of that period as Judas Priest, to be honest, though. I mean... I don't know, me like you can't really have Judas Priest about Halford, you know. That's that's fucking true. <laughs> but you know, but he's a great singer for a band that's kind of like Priest, and that's why I like KK's, you know, Priest. What do you think, uh, Charles? Um, pretty much with Eddie because on especially because they're not even in the full Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're in that right. little side category, like they put Ringo Starr in. Yeah. Uh, not as a full performer, which is bullshit. Musical excellence, whatever that means. I, oh, I don't. That's even worse. I didn't even. Right. Know. They're, yeah, they're not even going in as like full members. And Rob is happy. So. <laughs> no, I mean, good for him. But I they, mean, they, they, uh, they get to play. I'm happy about that. So I'll watch that. I mean, yeah. come on. They put in Green Day first look. 
fucking Green Day. I hate them motherfuckers, man. I cannot stand Green Day. They they ripped off Wonderwall too. But by the way, I mean, yeah, GNR got in first look. They did. Yeah. They did. Uh, Axel didn't Boulevard. show up. Well, yeah, but Boulevard of Broken Dreams is a knockoff of Wonderwall by the riff. But anyway, the fucking how many of those groups have done this? It's all about who Rolling Stone likes. Yeah. Rage, Rage Against the Machine will go in first look. You know, Rage Against the Machine has been Rage denied is, like six times. Yeah, Rage has been it. denied. I'm surprised Rage, about that. Yeah, you, six you, times. They were on the ballot this year again. Yeah, that's shocking. Joe from Green Day, it, he does fake British singing. Even yeah. though he's not a British guy, that's cultural appropriation. That's very politically incorrect. <laughs> I know. Where's the outrage, man? Where's the outrage on that <laughs> motherfucker? You know, I, I'm going to get big. I do like Green Day. But oh, they're not my favorite, oh. but I do enjoy some songs. You know? I like one song from them. I'm not going to mention I like zero. Zero. Uh, I, like I, I like Longview, man. I like <laughs> it. I like no, real that, that one song that ripped off uh, Wonderwall is kind of all right, but then I'm listening to it halfway through and I go, "Oh, it's because it sounds like Wonderwall." I'll just go and listen to Wonderwall, which is better. <laughs> oh exactly. my god! But then, that being uh, said, the, the only cool thing about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is you maybe see a fucking band get back together and perform live. But other than that, fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I think we should have a vote to take bands out of the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know. It's a joke, man. It's just, like yeah. I said, it's Rolling well, Stone. I, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and go, ACDC is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No, no. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is that every time, a band, out. every time a good band gets in there, they get a vote. So it might change in a, a few years because you got Metallica, you got Deep Purple Dude, in there. Yeah. Now you're going to get Judas Priest. They're going to get to vote for people to get in there. So we uh, might start getting great bands. And you notice these fucking really Netflix and shit. I don't, these I don't think Judas Priest is going to get a vote from this album. They're not really in it. Oh. Yeah. Judas That's and the name. they did that because they didn't want Rob, Rob Halford like, have putting you, cool have, bands. Have in. you guys noticed that movies are putting in Guns N' Roses, Dio, and freaking Metallica and television shows, and now their kids are going. And Kate Bush too. Yeah, fuck Kate uh, Bush. <laughs> he likes Kate Bush though. Yeah, I, yeah, I love Kate Bush. But anyway, you know, but they've been doing they've been doing that for a few years now. Yeah, because they because because just people, the name itself, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is a joke. Because look at the, some of the fucking people they've put in. You know, uh, rap bands, fucking you know, nothing against Carly Simon or Joni Mitchell and all that, but they're not rock and roll. If it really being legit, come on. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should have been just a thing that was there for like one year. Like it should have just been like Chuck Berry, Charlie, okay, yeah. Elvis, Little Richard, you know, Buddy Holly, and then stop. Bill Haley in the comments. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it should have been. It should have just been like a little tribute to the 50s rock and roll guys and then stop. But if it had to go on, some form of the word rock should at least be associated with the band. What do they call the what Music it, it, Hall of Fame? Yeah, what is it? Twenty-five years? You're eligible for your first yeah. album. Look, yeah. look how long it took Kiss and Rush to get in there. And I'm not a huge Kiss fan, but they they did a lot. They inspired so many bands. And the thing yeah. is, you have to inspire bands. Yeah. Steve Miller inspired no one. I'm oh, sorry. No, Kiss inspired so many bands. I know Kiss. And, and then not only that, but Kiss was even like a half, you know, kind of a slap in the half slap in the face because they were like only the four original members. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, you know, I'm a four original member guy. I love the original Kiss, you know, and I hate Scat Kiss. But that being said, you know, fucking like Eric Singh, uh, I'm sorry, Eric Carr. Eric Carr 
it's like, you know, he, he was on some makeup era albums. He kind of helped him throughout all the 80s. The poor fucking guy died of fucking heart cancer. And, you know, fucking... And it's just like, no, no, we won't take them on. They'll take like the, uh, as Gene Simmons, and I love Funkadelic, nothing against Funkadelic, but A, not rock and roll. Uh, maybe Funkadelic a little bit, actually, but not Parliament. But anyway, but they're like, they'll take like, you know, the second keyboardist from that band. They'll put in this like 20 band lineup from Funkadelic. Right. But, but they won't even acknowledge, they won't even acknowledge the fucking Fox. They won't acknowledge Eric Carr. They're like, no, no, we won't count Kiss. Only the original members, because yeah, I think you know, it should be. I think it should be up to the band. You know, who the fuck they want to announce? Yeah, yeah. Well, the parameter, the parameter is supposed to be you have to supposedly play on an album, but they put Trujillo in from Metallica, and he hadn't even been in an album yet. Yeah, the Bruce Killick man, Bruce Killick was in an album. album yet. Yeah. How how about all the Chili Peppers guitarists right. and drummers that got in? Right. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is up with that? It, it might have well just been saying, "Kiss, we don't want you to be on here. We got so we're only letting as little yeah. bit as possible in yeah. because right. we think you suck." But they yeah. didn't even put in the first the Pearl Jam first drummer. He was on the first two albums. The first two albums that got them known. Ten. He was on their freaking ten album, and that yep. fucker yeah. didn't get in. That's fucked that's up. A lot of politics. It's just because because the band yeah. always shit on that drummer and say they don't think he's Matt like Cameron that. got in, he, even though he's played with them for years, but he should have been in with Soundgarden. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all bullshit. It's just an excuse for rich people to get to hang out with a band and take some photos with Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. it's, it's horseshit. The only thing about good about Steve Miller getting in the I love Steve Miller, but the only thing good about him getting in there is he called them out on their fucking hypocrisy. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. He said, they're yeah. going to make me pay $10,000 a table to bring my family here? What the <laughs> fuck? Big con job. That's what it is. Fuck yeah. Well, let's move on to uh, Roger Waters because uh, he did some shows in Canada. And uh, the reviewer said, well, I, Drake was playing in the weekend. So I went to their show and I didn't go to Roger Waters. And he said, I'm far, far more important than those motherfuckers. What do you think of that, Eddie? What was the exact quote? He said, I'm far, far more important. But he didn't say motherfucker? No, I added the motherfucker. No, that that would have been cool if he said that. I know, he would have been cool if he said motherfucker. That's why I said it. I added that shit. I mean, I got, I don't know. This is a problem with, uh, with uh, reporting, and especially these days, is, you know, things are taken out of context. He might have been just making a little lib joke, you know, and then they make more out of it. So, you know, I can't say... What he said. I mean, I don't even understand why Roger Waters would be compared to that kind of music. I'm not even slamming that kind of music. Actually, I, I some Drake's all right from what I heard. I, I never heard enough that I like to buy one of his albums, but uh, I like that song he does work with Rihanna. I like some stuff. I'm open-minded to different kinds of music, but it's a totally different kind of music. You know, foreign yeah. music. Like, why would you even compare that to Roger Waters? It just feels like fucking clickbait. Well, it's because Roger, because the reviewer said that those concerts were on the same day as Roger, so he couldn't hit his concert to go review it. Oh, so he got kind of, you know, okay, Roger's okay. got an okay. ego. Right. Well, yeah, well, they're, you know, bigger artists right now, you know. More yeah, but in 20 years, people are going to still know Pink Floyd. They ain't going to know Drake in the weekend. They're already fading. 
Same thing with Bruno Mars. What have you heard from Bruno yeah, Mars? Yeah, but those lately? music journalists need to make money fucking more. You know, you think about other people. You know, we all got a job. In 20 years ago, who the fuck is the weekend? Who the fuck yeah, is 20 Drake? years ain't paying this music journalist's fucking bills. <laughs> if you look at the Billboard Top 200, fucking the wall and dark side of the moon are still in there. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, just in general, but you could say that it's not just rock music. You could say it about R&B. You can say that, you know, is does Drake have a songs in the key of life? You know, what's going on? You know, um, maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Like, I haven't really done a deep dive into his stuff for the most part because he just kind of, kind of, I don't know, talks things. I'm not so into that. But, but you know, I'm just, I, I keep an open mind. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe me too. I've heard him. I didn't like him. But I try. I, I I get bitched at for playing some like Depeche Mode and Duran Duran on Freeform Rock show, you know. But I, I love. I like you might not. Like, I loved uh, Rihanna's last album, the one that Drake's on. Now again, I wasn't so into Drake stuff, but I do like Rihanna. I think she's a really good singer, and uh, that that I think that anti album was really good. Best thing she ever done. Cool. And, and her touring guitar is new now. <laughs> yeah, he, he did some good guitar work on. Oh God, yeah, he's fucking awesome. But I'm not going to talk about that now because I'm going to say that for before we get into the Rolling Stones. But I think he's right. I think Pink Floyd's music is classic. It's there. But the thing is, he's a Canadian reviewer and knows a Canadian artist and he played in Canada. So, yeah. So I, I think. Well, he's, and Roger's he's never been afraid. Roger's never been afraid to uh, open his mouth at times, too. So, you know. Um, I agree with, with Mark, what you're saying. I think he is more important, and he will be known 20 years now, but Drake in the weekend will probably be just a fart in the wind, but um, it's it's no big deal, I don't think. I mean, he said a lot more controversial stuff, so uh, we'll leave it at that. You know. What do you think, yeah. Charles? Well, I mean, key word you said was Canadian. I mean, all they're used to is yeah. like Brian Adams up there. They don't, they don't What's have wrong any... with Brian Adams? What's wrong with Brian Adams? It. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay, he wrote, some ki- he wrote some Kiss songs, bitch. Brian <laughs> Adams, okay. Oh, my God, Kiss. <laughs> right. Brian Adams, a great one, too, in War Machine. Uh, but he's okay compared to fucking Nickelback. I mean, they don't know shit up <laughs> music, so who gives a shit? Roger Waters was right. He is more important. And I loves me some hip hop, and Drake sucks. So I really don't. Care. <laughs> Drake He's is like right. the vanilla ice of fucking Canada. No, I don't like <laughs> vanilla ice. I like fucking real hip hop, and that ain't it. So that ain't um, it at all. That's just my opinion. I love Roger Waters though, so he's right. I mean, right. no offense, Canadian friends. I have some friends up there. It's all good. All right. Well, we're gonna get into a movie thing, and then we got Vince Neil something. Uh, Monsters. Have you guys seen the trailer for the Monsters? Yeah, I saw. What do you think? I can't comment on it. You can't comment on it. Oh no, I never seen it. Is it gonna oh, be like a, I get is, it. <laughs> is it going to be a comedy or a horror movie? It's a comedy. Rob Zombie writing a comedy. I don't well, know. because he's do, he's doing true to the series. He said. He's no, I understand that, but you know, you know, he likes to change things up too. Like with no, he ain't changing it. He ain't changing. I will I say, know, man. it looks true to the spirit of the Monsters. Monsters. So right. you must have had and something look, in the family, background. It's a family-oriented comedy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Have you seen it, Charles? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I wasn't. I don't know what to think of it, really. 
Let me guess. Wife, let me guess. His wife is playing the pretty girl, right? Yeah, she's of good. She's yeah, good. Actually, I, I will say this. Uh, <laughs> Sherry Moon, I, I think, looks good in it. And I, I think Sherry Moon gets a raw deal because uh, I actually usually enjoy her performances in his movies. And, you know, artists, a lot of directors have had their wife or, you know, lover be their muse, you know? Or friends. Oh, yeah, Fellini, Godard. I mean, you know, Nancy Allen and Brian De Palmer films. I mean, that's just, it's... Helena, it's, Helena it's, Bottom Carter, uh, freaking... Uh, Tim Burton. Yeah. yeah. Evan Smith. Yeah, exactly. So I don't see Adam why it's like, such a big deal. It's just like, yeah, they, they're like, in a sense, they're collaborators. Like, yeah, Adam Sandler and all his friends. <laughs> creative union. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith yeah. and his wife, yeah. But uh, yeah. you're right about Sherry Moon, man. She was awesome, the Devil's Reject, man. Yeah, I she's loved her in that role. She's I was, fine. To, to me, Sherry Moon is like, who should be playing Harley Quinn? She was great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, so I really like her. So I'm not, I'm not a basher like some. I'm happy it's on Netflix, but I would have went to the movies to see it. So, I, I, I'm a monsters nerd, man. I used to just watch that on the weekends and watch that and Gilligan's Island and all that shit, man. Hey, I, here, I, leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Charlie, leave it to Beaver. I never got into you, but uh, all the rest of them, yeah, I did. Like in uh, Dobie Gill, the mini lies of Dobie Gillis, you know. <laughs> Bob Denver. Bob I Denver. Love the, I love the monsters, obviously. There's a little werewolf kid, Eddie Munster. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's a little disappointing that he's not bobbed in the, this movie because <laughs> he's not born yet. It's like a prequel, I guess. I, I also saw... Um, Oh, no, I watch. I watch Dicky Roberts' child actor. I was loving that movie. Oh God, that <laughs> uh, movie's awesome. At the end, where all the child actors sing, he said, "We're gonna kick your ass." <laughs> he started <laughs> saying, "Marsha, Marsha, Marsha." I was like laughing at that fucking shit. I, I, saw, I, I love I me some David Spade. I was at a Chilla Fest in Jersey. You know what Chilla Fest is? No, it's uh, like Monster Palooza. Hmm. So it was. This was in Jersey, and the guy, the real life guy that played Eddie Munster, was there. He's an older guy. And no disrespect, you know, but it was like the saddest booth I ever saw at one of these really? It was just really sad. He's just sitting ah, at booth. Poor Butch it's, Patrick. It's just like 60-year-old looking guy, gray hair, just kind of sitting there looking really sad. Like, this is my life. Like, normally, not everyone's so obvious about it. Like, like hey, they're there. <laughs> they try to put on a show. But he was pretty much sitting there like, this is what my life is now. Like it was, sad. <laughs> and no one was going to him. Everyone was yeah, like, it, he was like turning off people because the vibe was so sad. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Eddie Munster, oh, sad. Poor yeah. Butch. Uh, yeah. But uh, one last thing on the bullshit. Uh, like I was telling you, my friend Shane Smith, Smith, and a lot of other friends, they saw Motley Crue last night on the stadium tour. They said Vince Neil was sounding great. Do you think he's getting better because he's practicing more? Or, or That's good to hear, man. I'm glad, to, I'm glad I to hear the that. The tapes man. are better. I think they finally got the kiss thing figured out is what I think. Because what I've seen is he can't even keep – hold his breath. I mean, he's just well, out of breath he, They all said the that he stopped running around. And he's well, that might help. That might help. I heard Nicky yeah. turned his face up more, which I don't know what would be worse. <laughs> Actually, because you know, being how I think that was just a bullshit story day. about Nikki drowning out. Uh, that ain't George Lynch and Don Dockett, you know. <laughs> I know <laughs> George Lynch did it. Oh, I, man, I was a 
disaster on the Monsters of Rock tour. Man. Oh, you George saw it? I saw him on the freaking oh, yeah. opening for when he turned up the freaking knobs on him and George. And he broke and like he threw like three guitars and busted him. Man. He just not want to. He did not want to be there. Oh, man. Don was just going up to him like he looked like he wanted to bitch slap yeah. George. But, uh, <laughs> all right, man, that's our bullshit. Before we get uh, in, we got, we got one more, buddy. Oh, oh yeah, boy. extreme first. We got one now, every time I'm on. We got that one. Kiss versus extreme. All right, let me let me give you my side of the story before you fucking shit on him. I already know how Edwin thinks, and I think I know how Jerry thinks. This is my thing on Extreme. I fucking love them. I think they're fun. They're groovy. They don't write bad lyrics. The song titles look bad, but if you read the lyrics, they're more tongue in cheek, and they're sarcastic. They're very sarcastic. It's like if Susie wants her all day. What? Right, and if you listen to the song, he goes, "Suze wants her all day, sucker. Suze wants her all day." What? Oh. You know, they're they're like being That's surprised. Horrible. I in the two. <laughs> I can't sing. Okay, let's let's but let's explain to Eddie the parameter. It's always Dynasty era Kiss back. It's always the original Kiss against whatever. So of course this is a knock it out of the park. Kiss kills extreme. I would go as far to say every incarnation, including right, even Scat Kiss. Kiss. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Come agree. on, monsters better than anything extreme. Oh my god, you guys didn't hear Saudis <laughs> to rock. You didn't hear waiting for the punchline. You know why did the chicken go across the road to get to the other side? And then he goes, "I'm still waiting for the punchline." Come on, that's clever that. lyrics. Even your brother, Eric Arnesky Jordan, I sent him lyrics to a fucking song. And he said, those are great lyrics. It must be the presentation that Gary is turning me off on. Yeah, well, Gary's a oh, horrible presentation. His stage presence, <laughs> voice. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't care. Nice guys don't, you know, finish first in my book. Yeah. <laughs> this thing about extreme, I, I admittedly have never sat through a whole extreme album because even when I was in fucking junior high, they sounded lame. So I and, and I listened to some lame shit in junior high. But the extreme I could never get into. And I'm not talking about that fucking more more than wor words bullshit. Yeah, that like, song fucked they up. Did that, when they did the pseudo funk song, what was the song? Get the fuck out. It's a yeah, fun when, song. As soon as, no. as soon as I saw that, I was like, these guys are horrible. These guys are <laughs> lame. It's like, I'm not the biggest Chili Peppers fan, but 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 I, I have a certain level of respect for the Chili Peppers. And I could just see that Extreme was like a fucking lame, weak version of that kind of rock funk fusion. Well, and and I just just, just seemed like <laughs> lame guys. That's all. Not, not to be mean. They just seemed like lame guys. And there was something very artificial and contrived about their music. Like, that's what I meant with the, that line about them seeming like a bunch of douches from Guitar Center. <laughs> it's, it's, they, it, it just seems like that. It just seems like academic. Like, hey, we, we know how to play our instruments well. We know how to sing. We hit all the right notes. So we'll put a band together. But there's nothing like real and gritty and from the balls about them you know like even like like the chili peppers they like uh, you know they're like druggy guys and like you know slept under bridges and shit and, 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 and like right. but what's extremes thing what's extremes they thing? they're just they, a groove funk rock band the, the, the thing is that they 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 learned how to play their instruments and they learned how to sing so they formed a band that's it that's their fucking thing they got nothing else and that's uh, why 
that's why they they are not a legacy act. <laughs> yeah, I, I like some extreme songs, but they're they're so they're very forgettable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, how long were they <laughs> relevant? Eight, I mean, nine, compared eight, to the maybe? compared to the the original Kiss six pack, I mean, it's not even in the same ballpark. If they didn't just have some half-assed melodic acoustic song during a period where every band was having a hit doing an acoustic song, gotta have that money maker. Would be yeah. talking about extreme? Probably not. I, I, I've been a fan. This is a happy coincidence, by the way. Me and Mark just happened to talk about it, right, Mark? We just happened yeah. to do it on one of these all shows. Of sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, it was on RMCP. This it was week. everywhere. Well. <laughs> I think they Ralph and Ian listen to us. I actually up. think they listen to us. So. I don't know about that. Maybe. But I mean, it's just, <laughs> well, Ralph has said he watches some of our videos. So, okay. He might have because, but anyway, it was like a happy coincidence that this all happened. But I was just making fun of the music, by the way. I don't care. If, I don't care what, if you like, whoever likes what, like it, love it. I don't oh, yeah. care. I stand up for Oasis till the day I die. Well, Made my massive 13 man group. On Facebook, just for it, no, but I, uh, it doesn't matter, matter. No, right, buddy? This is the oh, yeah, and I, I love that Mark loves extreme. By the way, I'm Me not too. against. I'm, a, I'm against extreme. You, I'm you not guys, against people loving extreme. Everybody was going off on the lyrics, and then I sent Eric these lyrics right here. I said he speaks of meekness with no sign of weakness, gently placing a flower in the gun. Well-intended pacifism, a naive idealism, singing his favorite linen song. Bleeding heart, insisting, preach the path of least resisting. Milk and honey rolling off of his tongue. War is not the answer. Turn the other cheek and offering sacrificing to the altar of love. He goes, flower man, singing, let's give peace a chance. Flower man, keep your head buried in the sand. Flower man, you're my enemy's best friend. Flower man, a misguided utopian. Those lyrics are fucking amazing. You know what uh, I think are better lyrics, though? He's going off on hippies. A He's going off hippies in a sarcastic <laughs> way. Uh, it ain't five to one. <laughs> I, I think these lyrics are amazing. Even Eric admitted oh, they were good. Uh, okay, no, but here's the ultimate. Here's the ultimate. We're doing. We're, we're saying kiss versus extreme. Now I don't. I hate this. End <laughs> Come on, bang bang you and burn bitch burn. No, that song no, is a hundred times better than those two songs. Uh, those anyway, songs they're funnier. But when extreme, if extreme, Read my body. If extreme oh, does God. a reunion tour, where are they going to be playing? You know, Extreme Cold is opening up for Aerosmith in Boston on their anniversary exactly. tour. If they do a reunion tour, where are they going to play? County fairs or open? Uh, Extreme up is opening up in Boston, Red Sox right Stadium. With, no, coming up. It's been canceled twice because the COVID. But they are opening up for freaking. And then they just opened up. See, for cheap, they just you, opened up for Cheap Trick in the Northern California. You just said the magic words there, opening up. Yeah, a lot of good bands open. <laughs> Fucking Tesla opens for a lot of bands they shouldn't be. Cheap Trick opens for a lot of bands they shouldn't be opening for. Yeah, and I, and okay, I talk, I'll give you that. I much. talk up. I love all those bands. They're great bands. Cheap Trick, Tesla, you know, I love these bands. But. You know, Alice Cooper had to fucking open up for Motley Crue. Which you shouldn't be opening for Motley Crue either. No, it should have been the <laughs> other way around. Yeah. Uh, but but that being said, you know, so I'm pretty objective with, with this shit. But no, Extreme, again, I maybe, you know what? You know what I'm going to do for you, Mark? What? Tell me what the best Extreme album is, and I'll listen to it. Listen to uh, Extreme 3, Three Sides of the Story. Nah, dude. Listen to pornography and skip. No, listen to listen to yeah. listen to three three sides of the story. They got three sides blow. You know God, I, God isn't dead. Freaking I will listen to Peacemaker both. Peacemaker die. Time. War, uh, warheads. 
Rest all I can say is I've, I've heard three extreme songs and they all sucked. Tragic comic. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, that song, that album is really well, tragic great. comic song. I'll tragic comic rules. Yeah, that's a good song. And, and Gary Sharon also did, <laughs> did impossible. He made me pine for Sammy Hager. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, let's get into our top eleven. We're made. We made our own Rolling Stones top eleven. Album, but before we get that, Mark is going to pause and take a piss. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. I took a piss. We had a drink. So let's get into our top 11 Rolling... If we made an album, this is what we'd make from the Rolling Stones. I, I'm going to tell you, it, it was fucking hard as hell. This is like if I made a Beatles album. And next week, we're going to do Tom Petty, which is fucking hard, too. I'm yeah. still going back and forth on those songs. But uh, let's start. Edwin, how'd this go for you? Um, I, think I don't know if this is what everyone else did. But... Because you said you kept using the, the term album, uh -huh. said we're making an album of our favorite songs. Yeah. So I didn't know if that meant the album is what we all put together or if maybe I should have clarified this, but I went and made an album myself. Yeah. Like, like, like I used my 10 favorite songs, hear me out, and then I actually sequenced them like an album. That's what I did. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I, did, I, did I just did like my favorite eleven songs. No, I, I sequenced them. I made an album. I did eleven. I yeah. So I made an album. So I sequenced them like so they would flow like an album, and I, you know, the Rolling Stones. Most of their classic albums are ten songs, but you said eleven. Yeah. So it, I had one song which it kind of goes into it segues into a song that's actually not one of my favorites i like it but it's not like one of my top 10 favorite stone songs but it segues into the song it kind of i always feel like the songs are connected so i counted that as an 11th song and it is they are technically two different tracks so i kind of tried to make an album sequence too but i yeah. don't know if so, i did a so, good job all right. so essentially yeah. i made an album of my 10 favorite plus one bonus track that's kind of there just because it flows with the other song. That's it. All right. That makes any sense. What about you, Charles? How Was this hard for and, you? Well, first of all, I just have to say Rolling Stones were like probably my first favorite group. Uh, my first memory of like a rock and roll album was, it was Emotional Rescue back in the day. It was played through in our house and vinyl all summer it was just a summer album that and i actually knew who they were then so uh now the beatles have kind of supplanted them in my in my heart a little bit but man i went back and listened to a lot of rolling stones this week and i was just reminded how fucking kick-ass they are dude so this this was hard but i tried to go a little deep cutish on my album a little bit because i didn't want to go so stereotypical and uh I even got a single with a B-side as well, if you let me do that at the end. But I made That's 11 fine. with a single and B-side. So. I could have made a fit top 50 or 100. You could go like <laughs> a double album with the Stones. Yeah, you could make an essential yeah. Rolling Stones album. Essentials Rolling Stones, because this was hard, man. It's like, I don't even know if I could ever do a Beatles one like this. <laughs> I'd be like, like, I'm like, I'm doing a Tom Petty. I've already taken five songs off and put five more songs. Then I put five songs back. Same thing with this, man. Today I was like going, ah, I kept ch last minute changes. And uh, and then I changed the sequence a little bit because I wanted to sequence. Like, I wanted to try to sequence it like Edwin was talking about. What about you, Jerry? Well, I did a top 11. I didn't know we were doing the same thing we did like with the Metallica stuff. 
but I'm trying to think right here if I can do an album. You know, if I can do some kind of order here real quick. Um, I'll give it a shot. You know, what, are we going to do like a 10 song album or? No, we're doing 11. So like, like, like side A has six songs, side B's got five songs. What? I mean, I don't know. You yeah. could do like either way. Yeah, and look at the time of the song. Like, that's the thing. If uh, one side has a longer song, then that's the side that would have five. And then the sides, you know, that have a sh shorter songs would be the six song. I forgot to write what albums these songs came off to. I fucked up. So me, uh, yeah, well, well, you don't know by art. I know by art. This I know you do. I know you do. And that's why I'm saying I was going to just say I have Edwin to tell me what albums they came Yeah, off. I'll tell you what album they're on. All right. Well, so let's it, start. Interesting thing. Could I just say one thing? Oh, go ahead. I get this a little bit of a spoiler, but uh, I'm just going to say that because for the past few months, at least in comment sections, it like that, there's been a little debate. I've been saying like Goathead Soup has become my favorite Stones album. It's not. It, it, after I made this list, it was really obvious that one album is clearly my favorite album because like, same here. Yeah. On this album. So I was just like, what am I? What am I saying? I mean, if, in my original Rolling Stones discography review, it is the album I said was my favorite album. And all these years later, because I did that video about five years ago, yeah, it's still that album. When, when Push Comes to Shove, it's the album I said in that video was my favorite album. It's still my favorite album because half the songs are from that album. So nice. it's not good. Right. Right. Well, though, I almost picked half the songs from one album, but I decided I wanted to mix it me up. Me too. Here. So. I, I try to be honest though about the my 10 favorite songs that's the thing. that's good so, yeah but so. but let's start with side two we'll start with the, the last track on side two i guess uh oh, what's your it, we're working our way up yeah. i would do it the other way can we the way. Yeah, oh, okay other we'll, way, we'll, we'll go down from way. side one side one I all right so what's well. your first song on side one edwin well you know i you know if it ain't broke don't fix it to me it's the greatest opener on any rock and roll record of all time. And by rock and roll, that's everything from fucking Muddy Waters to fucking Morbid Angel in my book. <laughs> all right. Every, there's never been a greater rock and roll opener ever, in my opinion. And it is one of their most famous songs. And it's still no burnout fact for me. It's one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs. And to me, you can never have a better opener. So I'm not going to fucking mess with it. Give me shelter. Ah, oh, that's a great song. Yeah. Give me shelter to me. It's like I ain't gonna create a better opener than give me shelter. So there you go. It's give me shelter. What's yours, uh, Charles? Um. See, I feel this is one of their best openers, but I like give me give me shelter too. You might see it a little later on, but my opener is, uh, I think, the ultimate opening song for the Rolling Stones, and a little bit newer. From Tattoo You, Start Me Up. Oh, great song. Yeah. We reviewed that album. Fires right <laughs> into it. So yeah. it's great. I love that song. So what about you, Jerry? Can't take I'm gonna go a little later or a little newer. Newer means like the 89, 90. I don't know when that. I don't know when Steel Wheels came out, but I really love mixed emotions. I really love that song, man. And I think that's a great that'd be a great opening song on an album, I think. I just I think I went from uh, what is it, Sticky Fingers, Rocks Off. Uh -huh. Exile on Main Street. Exile on Main Street. See, yeah. <laughs> I love those two albums are like mishmash to me because I love them both so much. So, uh, fucking rocks off. I fucking love rocks off. I love the Black Crows cover too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why it's yeah, probably good pick. 
But I like the Rolling Stones version way better than the Black Crows. But I love it. And then we go to track two on side one. What's yours, Edwin? Eddie? Well, mine is from that album, Sticky Fingers. Uh, and it was the second track on Sticky Fingers. And I just think it works. And it, it sounds pretty good after Gimme Shelter, too. I actually listened to this. I made a playlist. But my, uh, my, num my second track is Sway. Oh, that's a good oh yeah! Awesome track, Mick Taylor track. He played all the guitar parts. Awesome solo, probably my favorite solo on a Studio Stones album. And yeah, you know, I'm a big Mick Taylor fan. He's my favorite lead guitarist in the band. And yeah, Sway is just—it's dark. It sounds almost kind of Sabbathy. Like I could hear like this song like on Volume Four. Like it just has a kind of doomy, kind of demonic sway to it. But yeah, I love Sway. It's one of my all-time favorite Stone songs. What's yours, Charles, number two? I have no idea what album this is off of. I had to go find it. Uh, it's that deep of a cut. And being, like I said earlier, I love the Beatles more. I love the fact that John Lennon and Paul McCartney wrote their first big hit. I Want to Be Your Man is my number two. I love their version of it, too. And... Uh, I tried. I have a few older songs, but not a lot. I, I, but I do like a lot of that old. Again, the Rolling Stones is so hard, dude. You can go like the early stuff, and it sounds different. You know, with Brian Jones and all that, and then with Mick Taylor and even the Ronnie Wood stuff. But I, I've always loved their version of "I Want to Be Your Man." It's not just making fun of them, but that's an interesting story how they got that song anyway. But I, I do like that song. So, what's your number two, Jerry? Our number two is off of Let It Bleed, uh, Midnight Rambler. Man, I love that song. Oh, I dude. almost picked that this, great album. I mean, you know, that's a, that's probably my, well, no, it's not my favorite, but I think it's my second favorite album. Um, just loaded with, you know, fucking great tunes, man. That one, underrated song. I think it should be more popular than it was. But, uh, I mean, they had so many popular songs. What the fuck? I mean, uh, but anyway, that's my number 10. If I would have picked that song, it would have been the live nine-minute version of it live. <laughs> it's just amazing. I was listening to that today. I go, oh, shit, I ain't going to pick a live track. But fuck, I, I would have picked it, the live one. But my number two is, uh, this will be an upcoming episode of the Freeform Rock Podcast. We did uh, Beggar's Banquet, me and Lee. And uh, I really got into the song Jigsaw Puzzle. Great song. I fucking love that track. I never heard it before. So I reviewed it. And that was my pick, not least. I picked it. I said, I want to hear Beggar's Banquet. So, because I know some songs off it and I heard Jigsaw Puzzle. And that was my favorite song off the album. I fucking love Amazing it. song. It, it didn't make my list, but I, I thought of it. it it's one of the ones that just missed it. I love that song. It's yeah, amazing. I played it on the rock. I, I went and bought the track too to play it on my rock show because I love it. Amazing album. But yeah, that that's one of my favorite songs. Well, I'm going to get the album soon, but I just didn't have enough <laughs> yeah, money to buy the whole album right now. Yeah, it's great album. And then we get to our number three track on. So we'll do like six six on side one and five on side two. That's Sounds fine. good. Okay. So uh, well, number mine six because of time restraints because I did this realistically. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I didn't my, check. This my one. side is six and uh, on one side, and then it's the other one. All right. So number uh, three, Eddie. My number three is, actually, this is the latest Stone song that made the cut, although I love all eras of Stones, but this is from the Tattoo You album. My third pick was Slave. Oh, yeah. Big I remember you love Slave. Slave. It's a 
funky down and dirty groove one of the greatest grooves and you know i love the funk and and uh, i just love the song slave and you know it flows with it. even though this this is a song that's actually from the i believe it's the some girl sessions maybe black and blue it's either black and blue or some girls but it's like late 70s so it still kind of flows generally speaking i do love early stones and i like a lot of their later stuff but generally i kind of like late 60s into the mid 70s like that kind of I would say like 68 to 78 is kind of that that 10 year period is my favorite period so that's what's represented here but yeah Slave it's awesome track such a fucking groove Charlie Watts RIP I love it so what's your number uh three Charlie Charles <laughs> Chuck Charles you already hit it I'm not up. gonna call you a Chuck that that's an Ian Wally <laughs> thing so. yeah Call you Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> You're my third song, "Rocks Off" from Exile. I think it's just a perfect rock song, and it flows real nice after "I Want to Be Your Man." I think on, on my version here. Nice. We've already talked. You already talked about it. It's a great song. So, what's your number three, Jerry? I'm gonna go a little soft here on this one. I think Mick Jagger called this their most beautiful song they ever wrote, from their Satanic Majesty's Request. She's a rainbow. I love that song. It's such a cool tune. It's actually kind of come making a comeback in a way. It was on Ted Lasso and a couple other shows, man. It's just a, it's a beautiful song, well-written song, great harmonies in it, uh, great strings in it, uh, you know, great tune. Yeah, I almost that was almost a, a pick of mine, but then I heard a song today. I got to pick that song. So I took that one off. You know, I was going back and forth all day with this shit because I was listening to Stones all day just to make sure my yeah. list was great. And then we get, uh, my number three is, you can't always get what you want. What Sounds album great. is that from? Let It Bleed. Let It Bleed. Fucking love that song, man. <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, wait, you got that as a third track? Yeah, I got it as a third track. Put the slower one in there. Yeah, in right. the middle. Okay. Let the jigsaw puzzle, and then it, it's going to pick up. Ooh. I don't know about your sequencing, Mark. But it's, uh, right. it's great. It's great song, I man. tried at the end. <laughs> Because I was taking songs in and out, you know, in and out. Because I have uh, She's a Rainbow here and there. So. Well, I'm waiting because I, I didn't we have, have a Beatles that. album and we make Hey Jude the third song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. But that's it. What's your number four, Eddie? My number four is from Exile Main Street. One of my all-time favorite songs. Down and dirty bluesy song, Ventilator Blues. Oh, yeah. Badass, dude. And that has that chorus when it comes in with the horns, and it's just so bad. It's like evil, dark blues in it. And I love that, the fucking drum beat and just everything about that song. It's always been one of my favorite Stone songs. Great, great deep track. One of my favorites, Ventilator Blues. And they filmed, didn't they record that like uh, Muscle Shoals studio? Well, the, most of it, it was in a basement. In, basement? Oh, I know they recorded some albums there. They, they, they bounced to France and New Orleans, yeah. Oh, okay. And then and what's they, your... Yeah, I think they, they did a few towards the end. They mixed it in the, the, the in L.A. Yeah. They, yeah, did some in L.A. Have you guys ever seen that Muscle Shoals documentary on Netflix? Which one was that? It's the documentary about the studio in Muscle Shoals where... Freaking Leonard Skinner recorded, the Stones recorded. A lot yeah, I think I, I might have saw that. I saw it a few years back. I think it's yeah. a really great documentary. I love I love rock docs, man. <laughs> I just I still I want to see that freaking 
what's that one uh the thin lizzie one the yeah i heard good things about that i haven't yeah, seen i want to see that one I, I haven't seen it to get yet so but uh what's your number four charles my number four comes off of 78 classic some girls my favorite track on that album shattered good song nice love it absolutely love that song uh Kicks ass. I mean, I love that whole album. I don't Those think I have and a tatters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have a song on that album I dislike, but uh, I just I think it ends that album perfectly. And uh, but on mine, it sits at number four on the front side, but I like it a lot. So, what's your number four, Jerry? I have to kind of agree with you, Mark. I, uh, you can't always get what you want. I mean, I love that song. Um, you know, I like the beginning with the kids singing it. I love how it just fades in with the little acoustic and the, the horn, the horn thing. It just it got a great flow and then it starts jamming at the end. I mean, great tune. Yeah, because I like off songs that start of, off slow and just pick up. Yeah, <laughs> love that shit. Let it bleed, of course. Great album. Yeah, um, but that's my four. My number four. I'm agreeing with uh, Charlie Charles there. Uh, Shattered. Shattered's my number four. Fucking love that song, man. This town's in tatters. I've been shattered. <laughs> it's like fucking mixed vocals on that song are just on fucking point. <laughs> I just love it. And it's like funky, groovy. It's got a fucking groove to it. I know a lot of people don't care for that era when they went really like disco-ish, funky. I well, love it. It was a big uh, commercial comeback for it. Yeah, it was a fucking lot more great. People liked it. And then we get to our number five. What's your number five, uh, Eddie? Well, this is the one I was talking about. That's a little bit of a burn off because Ventilator Blues goes right into the song. So I can't, it's kind of like a coda in a lot of ways, which it's not one of my favorite Stone songs, but I wanted this to flow. And I like the song. It's just not one of my favorites, but I put in, I just want to see your face because... Ventilator Blues literally segues into the song. It's like this gospel kind of jam afterwards. And so I kind of see these songs as connected. They could be one track with the slash, but instead they separated them. And so not one of my favorite Stone songs, but I do like it. I will at the end, though, tell you what my 11th favorite Stone song is. It's one of the big ones, actually. Uh, and what just missed this album. But because I was trying to make this an album, I felt like I had to include, I just want to see her, see his face. Otherwise, Ventilator Blues ends uh, abruptly <laughs> and, yeah. and with a little fade in it. Just won't work. So the OCD, <laughs> my OCD did not allow that. So I included, <laughs> I see her face. But it's not a bad song, a nice little gospel tune, but it's not really a song. That's the thing. It's more of a coda. So, but there you go. What's your number five, Charles? I believe the album is Big Hits and Green Tides or something like that that this comes off of. Some, it's, I, don't, I didn't quite know the name of this album, but uh, 19th Nervous Breakdown. Great song. Good, great song. I love that, that dive bomb effect they do with the bass towards the end of it. And it's just a cool song and, and really kind of ahead of its time. I don't know back then. People are talking about nervous breakdowns quite as much, but you know, it happens all the time today. So yeah, I just I've always dug that song. So slightly oh, deep, but it's not really. It's usually on single. Yeah, yeah, people covered that song rocks. a lot. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, a lot I, mean, of covers I think it was it was a standalone uh, single, so that's why it was included in yeah. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't find the actual album. So yeah, they never actually put on an album, but yeah, it's a great song. Just like the yeah. Beatles have a lot of songs. Drive my car wasn't on an album either. Yes, yeah. it was. I think Ruby was Tuesday was on an album. Well, well, actually, actually, Mark, you you picked one of yeah. the songs. That was I fucked up. It was another song. <laughs> it was around the same day, you got Day Tripper. You got We Can Work It Out. Yeah, I know, I know. I just fucked up. I'm gonna drink some whiskey. I want to hold your hand. She loves you. What was the song that wasn't on a Beatles album? I want to hold your hand. She loves you. Uh, Day Tripper. Day Tripper. That's if we're talking about UK, US. Right. Right. The US versions usually did have the singles. Yeah. 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 But the actual English ones, except for here's one little quick trivia note The Magical Mystery Tour was the only US version of an album that they actually adopted in England. The only one. Yeah. Eventually, that became like the canon. Right. The standard. It was the only one. Nice. So what's your number five, Jerry? Number five is probably my favorite Stone song ever off Exile. Tumbling Dice. I love that song, dude. <laughs> I saw you. Fucking great blues riff, man. Yeah, I kind of posted that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Teaser. Just a fucking infectious tune, man. Great 12-bar blues jamming tune, man. Love it. I would have picked most of Exile on Sticky Fingers, <laughs> just to tell you the truth. And yeah. uh, now I'm listening to this one, Go Ahead Soup, and I'm freaking loving this one right now. Ah, rules. Did you hear the Giles Martin mix? This is a brand new, uh, this is the two album set. So, who is a remix by Giles Martin? I have no idea. I haven't, there's no liner dude, notes in here, dude. He's like the best remix, like remix guy in the business. Yeah, oh, they have some liner notes there. I haven't read them yet. They have a Giles Martin mix out now. I know that. I got it. It's oh, yeah. He kicks bad. ass with those Beatles remixes. Yeah. Uh, maybe it it's is. Like but um, my number uh, five is Get Off My Cloud. I just love Great it. Song. Hey, oh, you no. get off of my cloud. I used to have that fucking uh, Rolling Stones box set, the singles, with all their old singles, which got ripped mm -hmm. off. Like all my shit did back then. London years? That was yeah. That yeah, one was cool. Great box set, yeah. I wonder if I could still buy it. <laughs> I wanted to get because I. Love I got it on my computer. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But um, I, I love that song, man. And then we get to our number six, so we're gonna inside one with six. Yeah. Um, well, well, your... my, it depends. I mean, on your like, whose songs, like how long they were. Like mine ends with number six, but it might be different for you guys. Although two of you had, yeah, you, know, you can't always get what you want yeah so i'll, I'll end mine at number oh, six wow. so, so uh eddie no, what's your number six, six? <laughs> so what is it me number yeah six? what's yeah. your number six eddie uh, uh another one from exile main street you might start realizing exile main street's my favorite <laughs> that's a fucking great album that's yeah, yeah, it's my favorite album so yeah i had four songs from it so there you go uh, so and I think this is a good way to end the first side and it's it's actually the only acoustic song that I have here I wouldn't call it a ballad though. it's more of a kind of country country soul song Sweet Virginia oh, yeah. that's a great yeah, song, great man. song. love Sweet Virginia oh yeah. it's, it's actually the song I want them to play at my funeral yeah. Sweet Virginia you know, scrape this shit off your shoes I just love that song something about it it's also, they kind of similar to kind of what Elvis was doing in the late 60s, where it's like you listen to it, it's kind of a country song, but it's also very soulful and bluesy too. It's kind of like, 
every all their influences are kind of mixed in organically you know into like one song and it's just i like i couldn't really call it even a ballad it's just something very unique but it's something about sweet virginia whenever i hear it it just moves me i love it it's always been one of my favorite stone songs so there you go what's your number six charles i'm gonna end side one with a, another tattoo you song it's uh I love Happy. That's probably one of my favorite Keith Richards sung songs, but this is my favorite Keith Richards sung song, Little TNA. That's actually my favorite. It didn't make <laughs> my list, but it's my favorite Keith Richards song. Uh, I, I remember yeah, the freaking review on that one. <laughs> I was going, oh, I was going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you listen to our review of this album, Charles? Uh, no, I have to look back into the yeah, archives. Me, yeah, yeah. I, I, think I, I said that that's my favorite Keith Richards song. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, yeah. awesome song. Yeah, man. Keep my little rock and roll. <laughs> Tits and ass, so baby. Yeah, so <laughs> Great, so catchy. So what's your number six, uh, Jerry? Uh, I'm going to end my side A, side one, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, Let the Bleeds, uh, Give Me Shelter, man. Another great Fucking song. legendary tune, man. Hear it all the time on the radio, never get tired. That's one song you never get to. There's a lot of Stone songs you never get tired of. Man, Most you of put them that I song, never get tired of. <laughs> you can put that song on repeat for like an hour and I wouldn't get tired of it. So. I'll, I'll tell you this, the difference between the Beatles and the Stones, the Beatles made some horrible songs. The Stones didn't really make that many horrible <laughs> songs. I, I wouldn't say the Beatles uh, made horrible songs. Uh, Revelation yeah, number what? nine. <laughs> oh, that's not a song. Unlistenable. <laughs> Don't, you know, I don't it, think the Stones ever made something that was unlistenable. How about that? Uh, me. Okay. Uh, what's that song on Steel Wheels? The Continental Drift. Oh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but it's not like Revolution Number Nine. Uh, I take Revolution Nine over that song. Oh my God. <laughs> or the cover of Constant Craving. Uh, that's all right. I don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> about the Katie Lang song? I prefer yeah. the Katie Lang version. <laughs> <laughs> God, right. I haven't heard that song. I haven't even thought of that song in decades. Well, what wrote, what Stone song is that? It's off Bigger Bang, isn't it? No, um, it's uh, uh, from uh, Babylon. Uh, Bridges oh, Babylon. yeah, Bridges uh, Babylon. Yeah, yeah. I like Every, that. I, I, I like My Baby or something like that. Be My Baby, everyone. Yeah. I like yeah. Be My Baby. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. It's not one of the best songs. I love that song. So. I mean, I'm easy to sense. They really, there's only one or two songs that there is, I think, are clunkers. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, come on. The Beatles had some weird freaking tracks that kind of unlistenable when they were really. They, they, also, they got that one jam. What's that jam on um, the Stones have on uh, Her Majesty's Satanic Weekly Quest? Jumper, Jumper, what's the thing? There's some I'm just basically doing a deep dive on the Stones. You got some druggy hippie jam on it. I time. have like six albums that I always went to go on the Stones, yeah, and I'm, I'm starting to get into the older stuff now, more. So. Well, the old, old, you know, there's really nothing wrong with yeah. their early albums. Um, yeah, they short, had the box set they, with all the good songs. Short to the point blues type songs. They're just, yeah. you know, Little Red Rooster almost made this album for me. That's, great. that's a great one. Yeah, Gumper with a G. That song's kind of shit, and it's five minutes long. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Gumper's God. not that great. <laughs> I had to look it up, though. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. So my number six, I'm going to end it with Miss You. 
great song great funky song to end side one making you want to fucking turn it over and see see what's going on in side two because I, I just love that bass line. I love fucking what's the matter with you, boy. <laughs> and, uh, I just love fucking fucking Mick is just like singing his ass all on that song. He's got like this tone that's just sexy. And it's fucking you just want to see some black women fucking dancing with him or something. I love, I love I love Bill Wyman's bass line on that song. Oh dude. god, it's just amazing. Yeah. Bill Wyman is so underrated. Yeah. yeah. Although like, half, the time, half the time keeps playing. Yeah, I don't know. If is that his? Is that, is that he's playing? Yeah, that? it's okay. a little like Michael Anthony fan. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. At least in the studio. But it's yeah. a kick-ass baseline, regardless. So. Yeah. All right. So we flipped this bitch over. What's your number one on side two, Edwin? Well, I got it's kind of a exile block here, but uh, this ends <laughs> exile. But I thought it also worked as an opening for side two. Soul Survivor. I always love this song. Just badass. Gonna be the death of me. I love that part. And there's just that deep fucking badass guitar line of Keith. Sounds a little like yeah. proto ACDC. Just, you know, deep. And obviously, you know, this, I, I kind of focus on the darker, bluesier, funkier stuff. But yeah, Soul Survivor to me, it's just, it's just, just a, Deep, deep, dark, fucking badass tune. I love this tune. So that is what opens my second side. What opens your second side, Charles? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, yeah, I could just, anything off Sticky Fingers I could have thrown on here, but I just love Can't You Hear Me Knocking. It's been in a movie or two in recent yeah, years. Casino. So. Yeah, Casino. Yeah, yeah. That, that was another song that just missed mine i i thought about it and, and that song and slave to me are very similar so i kind of gave slave the edge but really both of them could have been my third track you know they're yeah it's awesome song i love that song yeah. so what's your first song on side two jerry well i mean it's a song you hear in every vietnam movie ever made probably off aftermath of course it's painted black of course love that song dude um, such an intense tune, man. A great driving tune. And I, just the way the acoustic sounds and with the drum beat. It's almost like acoustic thrash in a weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's very catchy, man. It still fucking just sounds great today. And like I said, in every fucking war movie there is, this guy's song seems to appear in it. So, you know, it's a fucking great tune, man. Aftermath is a great record, dude. Yes, yeah, and I pre I prefer the U. That's one of the few cases where I prefer U.S. version. I prefer the U.S. version because it, it has painted black and opens with that, and it's such a great opener, you know. Yeah, and, man. yeah. I Mother almost picked that song three times. Come on, in and out, in and out. <laughs> painted black, such a better opener. It is. Yeah. I, I was trying to pick songs that people weren't. I was trying to figure out songs you guys wouldn't pick. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Trying to be counterculture, Mark? No, I'm picking the songs that I really like. There's so many songs. So it's like I could pick 10, 11 different songs <clears throat> a million times and it'd still be awesome with the Stones. It's like the Beatles, too. I could do that with Rush. You know, there's a lot of different, even Dawkins, I could change up songs on with them. The the first world was too, yeah. But uh, my second side, I start off with Mother's Little Helper. You know, oh, what, a, uh, what saying, a drag uh, it is getting on. Yeah. 
So you guys just uh, both had aftermath openers. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I just love that, man. She goes running in for the shelter of her mother's little... That song's like... It don't, you could do that today with all the drug fucking fentanyl and shit, man. It's like, <laughs> it's it's song, it's song a sign of the times, man. Everybody likes drugs. Drugs is universal, I guess, man. <laughs> In every era. I love that fucking song. And then we get to uh, uh, song two on side two. What's your uh, second song on side two, Eddie? Well, Jerry already picked the song. It's one of his favorite songs, and it is my favorite Stone song. It's my number one Stone song. I put it here. I thought it was a good place for it. Midnight Rambler. Uh, Great fucking song, dude. It's epic. It's their epic blues song. Uh, I, I, like you said, Mark, I do like that Get Your Yaya's Out version best. That is my favorite version, but I used the studio version because, you know, flowed on the studio album. But either version, either the studio version or the live version is my favorite version. I just that break down that groove when they really kick into it in the midsection yeah. and Charlie kicks in. I love it. I love the lyrics. They're dark and pervy. I love them. Everything about the song. It's great. It's one of the greatest songs to me. This is like they're like um, in my time of dying or when the levee breaks. It's like they're epic. It's awesome. Also, Let It Bleed. Let It Bleed is the only album besides Exile that I had multiple songs from. So I guess that by default should make it my second favorite Stones album. And thinking about it, it kind of is. Like, yeah, I think to me, I love Sticky Fingers, but I think I'd go with Exile and Let It Bleed as my top two. But yeah, Midnight Rambler, my favorite Stone song, and second song on my second side. What's your number two on side two, uh, Charles? I've Let It Bleed, Monkey Man. No, that's Great. a good one. Love it. It's got a nice groove to it. And uh, I, I don't know. I've always loved that song. So I just, I, I did the same thing. I tried to find stuff that not everybody else would think of. So <laughs> a little bit. Also, like, it's kind of like we laid out whatever we did last week, whatever, whoever that artist was. Like a collection that maybe to get somebody into the group, you know, a yeah. little bit of spread it about a little bit, not just stick with one album. So, or one era. And I, I don't know. I, I thought Monkey Man is one that's a little bit. I almost put Parachute, Parachute Woman in that slot too, though. But I like Monkey Man a little bit better. They, they use that in a Scorsese movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget if it's Goodfellas or Casino, though. It's one of them. Yeah. One of them has Monkey Man for a bit. I feel like it's probably Goodfellas. I'm thinking. I think so, yeah. I think yeah. so. He, no, they I want to watch Shelter in both. Actually, they used Gimme Shelter in three different Mark Scorsese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they made the joke. Did you hear the joke? You know, he directed the um, that concert film for the Stones. Yeah. And the Stones didn't play Gimme Shelter. And Martin Scorsese made a joke. He said, it's the one time I don't have Give Me Shelter in a movie is when I shoot, do a Rolling Stones concert movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then what's your number two, Jerry? Uh, I'm going to do the title track off this album. It's it's only rock and roll. Uh, I almost picked great that radio tune. Great radio tune. Fucking just a cool jam, man. I love it. I almost picked. I know it's only rock and roll, but I like it. I almost picked "Ain't Too Ain't Too Too Proud to Beg." I almost picked that one too. 
great. Well, it, was that, it was either that or Dead Flowers off Sticky Fingers. I almost picked Dead Flowers too. But uh, <laughs> and she's a rainbow. I want a little bit more commercial with it. It's only rock and roll. For yeah. That one, so. Well, I think I went kind of com- uh, commercial with. I'm kind of doing this on the fly too because I thought we were doing a top eleven list. Well, we kind of are, but I was kind of doing sequencing in. Like uh, Gary's like working this; he's making this album, I and, and I'm sure when we put it together, it's going to well, so, well, well, next weird, week, but... next week when we do Tom when we do Tom Petty with uh, Andy Rodriguez from Black Spinner, let's make it sequence in in a, an album. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So, um, mine I, I think is kind of commercial too. I think it's off of uh, Goathead Soup. Do 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 Heartbreaker. I just love the horns. I love heartbreak up with that 44. You know, and that, ooh. Yeah, that is fucking, that song just grooves and jams. I fucking love it. And then, right. uh, what's your well, number three on side two, Eddie? Uh, this is probably the deepest track of all my deepest tracks. In fact, you guys might not even know this. It's, it's pretty obscure, but. It is awesome, and when I've played it for people, people are like, oh, what's that fucking song? They want to know about it. It's, have you, any of you ever listened to the Metamorphosis uh, sis, uh, compilation? No. In the I 70s? think I have. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah, so it, it's a compilation of various things that this older manager of theirs had the rights to, and he put out a compilation, which the Stones were not happy about. But there's this one gem that has never appeared anywhere except for this one compilation some of the other songs have appeared on other compilations like the london years but not this song this song you could it's you can only get on the metamorphosis um compilation it's the last track and i love it it's a song called i'm going down has any of you ever heard the song no no i want to hear it amazing it's a it's a sticky fingers uh it's from the sticky finger sessions it's a badass tune it's just got this down and dirty it sounds like the bridge between sticky fingers and exile main street so nice right there you know you know it's awesome and i used it if you watch my youtube video part two of my rolling stones discography review i did a very long it's one of my earliest videos i did it many years ago i did a it's a two-parter because there were so many stones albums and it's the second part opens with that song and i had people on the youtube like saying what's that song i never heard that song like people and i was happy that was like turning people onto this like lost stone song but yeah i'm going down when we're all done this you guys should all yeah i will i'm I'm looking it up right now actually it's a badass fucking tune i've already got it the wonderful thing about screaming is that i've already got it so yeah maybe not I got yeah. Amazon streaming, so I'll check that out. It's always yeah. been one of my favorite Stone songs. I love it, and I can't believe that it. The only reason Martin Scorsese hasn't used this in a movie is that he might have never heard it. <laughs> but if he did, he would, because it totally has that vibe. It's fucking awesome. So I'm going now. There you go. Nice. Cool. So what's your uh, number three on side two, Charles? And call me, call me Martin Scorsese, and everybody else. Give me shelter. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, knew, I knew you guys were going to pick that song, so I didn't pick it. I was being counterculture, like you said. <laughs> I wanted to pick that song. I go, you Fuck know what? Establishment. Nah, but I just want to give you guys. I want to give the the people watching this like different aspects of the Stones. That's why, because I knew I knew one of you guys would pick it. I was trying to see, well, what would you guys pick? So I'm going. They're going to pick this song. So I tried to go with songs that you, I don't think you guys would pick. None of you guys have picked Do Do Heartbreaker yet. I don't know, but we'll see. But uh, mine, what's yours, Jerry? 
Uh, mine's like going a little soft here again off Sticky Fingers. In my opinion, mixed best vocal. Uh, Wild Horses, man. Fucking uh, beautiful tune. Uh, his vocals on that are fucking top notch, man. It's so emotional. Um, it's been covered a lot by a whole bunch of people. Uh, it's just another one of those fucking great songs, man. Just, just chill out, fucking listen to, and just lose yourself in the team, man. It's a beautiful song. And, yeah. you know, Sticky Fingers, man. What a fucking album that is, dude. Great fucking album. Yeah, yeah. I would have picked that also, but I, I, I went with... Uh... Because I got this album. Wait, did we did we do Charles? Yeah, yeah. we did Charles. Yeah, I did uh, Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, okay. Because I got this picked album. Picked another one for Go Ahead, too? Yeah, I picked uh, Dancing with Mr. D. Great song. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I need to pick that song. Because right? I, I have it. Um, and Nate Atchison, like, does blowjobs on this album. So, wishy. Check out his The Plug Podcast with Metal Mike and him. But <laughs> he just loves that fucking album. And and I freaking got I got this from the Amazon Record Club. They give you albums from the 60s and the 70s once a month. It's like $25 and it's like $30, $33 on Amazon. So I got a discount. <laughs> so, yeah, brand new that's my that's my third favorite Stones album. Yeah, it's brand new. I also got this is one of them. I like the Diana Ross. That's cool. I do. I got yeah, that's I have a compilation of their stuff. Yeah. I'm just wondering why they put Diana Ross solo songs on there. I would just want it all Supremes, but that's okay. It was all Motown. It's all Motown, yeah. So, but I didn't want to hear Endless Love, but that's okay. <laughs> I like Lionel <laughs> Richie, though. But uh, then we get to our, uh, what, fourth song on side two. What is yours, uh, Eddie? Well, you'll like this because you just picked it a little while ago. Do, 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 Heartbreaker. Nice. Did I say the right amount of doo-doos? It's do, 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 do. I put four doo-doos. five. One, two, three, four. Yeah, it's five doos, actually. Oh, I missed one do. Yes. I got it more accurately. Do, 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 Heartbreaker. I just did a screenshot of my playlist. But awesome fucking song. To me, this, like Gimme Shelter, it's one of those, you know, one of the hits that I never get burned out on. It's just so badass. And it's both funky, mm-hmm. you know, the verses, kind of like a black exploitation film, but then it's hard rocking in the in the chorus. And and Stones also did a great thing uh, where like they can have horns but not sound wimpy, you know? Yeah. Like horns come in and they still sound badass and mixed vocals and uh and Mick Taylor's fucking guitar solo. Yeah. Uh, amazing and that's the thing nothing against ron wood or brian jones but you don't think of guitar solos so much with them if you know what i mean mick taylor is really the only guitarist that's in the stones where you actually think of his solos if i don't even know if ron wood plays solos (laughs) Uh, but they're kind of like kind of rootsy kind of solos like slides and stuff you just don't think about like he did a lot of like you know rod stewart and stuff but like, like Mick Taylor's the only guy who was like a proper electric guitarist, like lead guitarist, where he, like he did like these melodic kind of solos that would stick in your brain, you know. And this is a, it's another great one, but yeah, and yeah, it's amazing. Do 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 heartbreaker, love it. Second to last track on my yeah. Album. So what's your uh, second to last track, Charles? Uh, my second to last track is off. Like I said at the beginning, uh, the first Rolling Stones album I was aware of, Living and Breathing, the title track off Emotional Rescue. I think it's just a funky R&B song, uh, bass line played by Ron Wood. 
again, not Bill Wyman, uh, bass pretty prominent in the song. I've always loved his song. It reminds me of that album that summer. So Emotional Rescue, next to last on my album. Great Cheers, song. Jerry. Great song. Uh, we talked about this one earlier. I think Mark picked it Shattered off Some Girls, man. Great fucking yeah. song. You guys all picked it. Staple that. on the radio, yeah. Yeah. Some Girls, man. Another great Yeah, it's not a fucking... I think one of you guys would have picked that song, but I picked it because I had to. I love that song. I can't. Well, I again, it was either that, was either that or, or Brown Sugar. I love Brown Sugar, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't I'm surprised none of you guys picked Brown Sugar because I was thinking that too. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that was my number, was it number four? Yeah. Yeah, number four. And then my number four is uh, Play With Fire. Oh. I played that on the Freeform Rock Show and freaking Mark Daly goes, what the fuck is this? I go, it's <laughs> Old Stones. He goes, that rules. <laughs> I go, yeah, it does, man. He was all like happy when he heard that. I try to try to, I try to mix it up, man. I try to, I'll, I'll, I'll play a lot of metal and it, James West always seems to come in on the show when I played a fucking shit ton of metal, and he comes in right when I played Duran Duran or Tish the Fears. What the <laughs> fuck is this? I got you missed the first half, bitch. When I was listening to you the other night, it was all then metal. You came in the first part of the yeah. show because I try to keep it rock. And in the middle, I like bring in Tears of Fears, psychedelic furs, some some uh joy division to pesh mode i bring that in and then i at the end i just fucking rock it out i just put that in the middle to balance it out a little bit i don't like and and next week opening with gary sharon oh fuck so it. i definitely <laughs> be there for that part but that's, for, that's for mark daly man yeah <laughs> i know you're not there so i put it in the beginning you know i kind of <laughs> if i want to irritate you i know where to put you come in around like the 10 o'clock hour yeah, when I'm almost done, so I know what song where to put songs in to piss you off. So I didn't do it. You're you're welcome. But, uh, Mark knows how to treat his fans, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you give me a song, dude. I was gonna play you, Mr. Roboto, but you came in on the last two songs, and I'm not gonna add a yeah. song. I need to go to bed. So <laughs> he requested yeah. Mr. Roboto, which is cool. That's me. right. But that you were there. Me. Uh, oh, I requested Heavy Metal Poison. That's the one. Uh, that I, I gave that to you. You got Heavy yeah, Metal Poison. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. All right, I, I people come in. I got like six requests. I put them in. I take songs out to give you guys. You guys give me requests. I'll put it in, man. I'll take songs out I already picked. You know, I don't give me requests, Mark. I want to hear what you have to play. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> should I? I want to ask what Motorhead song should I play this week? Uh, if you're asking me, um, give me a second. Where's my pen? Uh, the Motorhead song you should play is play um, I Don't Need Religion. Okay, what album is that off? <laughs> uh, Iron Fist. Uh, I have that one, cool. Yeah, play that. Got it. I'll put that in the third block because I already got two blocks done. Right, right on, man. All right, man. I like requests, man. Freaking uh, Matthew Warmer, my MVP, the taser of the whole show. He's got three songs in there. I said, what songs do you want me to play, dude? I messaged him. Because uh, I try to make it, you guys, I try to get you guys a part of the, the show and get you guys involved, to get the fans involved in the show. I'm, I'm like one of those DJs. You call, hey, play this song. Hey, play this song. I, I love giving requests. If I have it, I play it. I don't fucking, I'll just take my shit out 
that I played. But um, then we get to our last song on the album. Edwin, what's your last song? My kind of like how Give Me Shelter to me, like to me, that was the ultimate opener. So I didn't want to mess with it. So here I actually got my favorite last song from a Stones album. It, it's a deep track, although I'm sure you guys will know it. it it's from, um, it's only rock and roll. It's what my all-time all favorite last song on a Stones album, and it's badass. I'm talking about Fingerprint File. Oh, that's a great song. I have that on oh. vinyl. I fucking love it. That's oh, actually wow. the first Stones album I ever bought. Because oh, really? I I heard it's only rock and roll. I went and bought it on cassette. That's the album that got me into the Stones, and I didn't pick one track off of it. I suck. <laughs> it's a good album. I, I don't think it, like it wouldn't break my top five, but it's yeah. it's a very good album and underrated. I think you know it's down and dirty, but fingerprint file, man. Again, you probably see kind of a similarity. Like I've liked songs that are either bluesier, darker, or funkier. Yeah, and this song's kind of like all combined. It's got again a little bit of that black exploitation vibe but yet that riff is so hard ass it's one keeps great riffs and a dan dan it's just a bad ass and mixed jivey vocals kind of foreshadows a little their funkier side like miss you and stuff like that but in a kind of darker harder way and it's also a song that's lyrically kind of ahead of its time it's about how the government's spying on all, all of us yeah. and there's no you know these days it's all about secrecy no privacy that the yeah. line has no privacy so you know very ahead of its time it's it's an awesome track i also want to recommend a very cool netflix series called the serpent i don't know if you guys ever saw this it came out like about two years ago it's a mini series about the serial killer in the 70s kind of a slash con artist serial killer who's killing a bunch of hippies uh, in Asia in the 70s, like he was running it on, right, stealing their passports. And they had a montage where they actually used this song. It had a great soundtrack. It was like a Martin nice. Scorsese movie. A lot of great soundtracks and, you know, the uh, Sergei Gainsbourg, a lot of cool shit, which I like. But I, there was a scene where they did the montage of Fingerprint File. I was like, oh, shit, they're using Fingerprint File, man. That's badass. So definitely recommend listening to this song if you never heard it in the the miniseries the serpent great miniseries yeah i got that on vinyl man i love that album yeah it's like awesome. i i almost pick ain't you proud to beg and freaking uh it's only rock and roll but i go and there's other songs i like better <laughs> you know but that's a great album charles what's your last song on the album uh <clears throat> my last song and then i'll just throw out my standalone single b-side real quick after that but from my favorite closing song off uh Beggar's Banquet, Soul to the Earth. I kind of looked at it as like, uh, just like how they ended the Rock and Roll Circus film with that. I just think it's a great closer. You got Keith and Mick singing together. I've always loved that song. So, And then my standalone single is uh, It's All Over Now, which I think is oh, great historic made in chess studios and all that. John Lennon hated the guitar solo, by the way, which is strange. And then the B-side is We Love You, which features... Lennon and McCartney on a great backing vocal. So that's nice. my whole package tonight on the Rolling Stones. And yes, this was a hard one to do. Yeah. I think. Fun. So what's your last song, Jerry? Uh, my last song's off Beggar's Banquet. And my, I like to sing this song in the car, piss my wife off. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Fucking great tune, man. Fucking 
you know, the woo woo. I sing it all the time with my wife. She wants to kick me out of the God, song, my so. wife hates that song. She hates the woo woo. She hates the stones, actually. She hates my wife the likes the stones. She just don't like my singing. No, so. she hates woo woo. What the fuck is that? Woo woo. Woo. She I don't know. It's kind of cool. I like uh, it. So. Tribal, satanic, like men, men in the jungle. You know, children, yeah. Satanic yeah. children in the jungle screaming. I, I play it. that song. My wife looks at me like, <laughs> she's like, but uh, I can't think of a better song to end an album with, in my opinion, in that one. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's the kind of song that either needs to begin or end it out. Yeah. It's like, about to rock recently. It's that kind of song. It's great. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to go rocking with my last song. So I picked Bitch. <laughs> it's a great song. I fucking love yeah. Bitch. I think a lot of people have covered that song, at least live. It's yeah. just a fucking great fucking rocker. It's like you're hearing somebody saying bitch in the 70s. Yeah, that was a nerd of man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like they actually got played on the radio saying bitch. Nobody, <laughs> picked, nobody picks satisfaction. Because I'm, that so song is, I'm so glad. You know what I'm going to pick though right now? Because I want to do one thing I didn't do that Charles did. Because my 11th favorite song, the one that it really 11th favorite song, but remember, I picked that other song because it segued mm -hmm. in. If I was just going purely what my 11th favorite song is, I actually one of their biggest songs just missed my top 10. So I'm going to do my standalone single. And it's Jumpin' Jack Flash. I love nice Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah, it's just down and gas, dirty. Gas, that gas. One the gas, yeah. And I love it. And that's really, that was like the return to roots was this was the single right before Beggar's Banquet. And that's like got them away from the psychedelia back to the blues. And I never get bored of this song. I love it. And it has a great B-side. If you've ever heard Child of uh, the Moon, yeah. it's kind of like um, similar to the Beatles Rain, which was also a great B-side. It's not cr quite as great as Rain in my opinion, but it has a kind of similar kind of vibe to it. It's kind of a trippy song and but rocking and so i would go with uh jump a jack flash with the b-side child of the moon great standalone single to listen to alongside my fucking album which by the way i don't know if you guys did this but i named my album no my no. album the name of my album is black cat coat <laughs> <laughs> so there you go black you should, cat coat. you should send it to eric <laughs> yeah, it might be, I'm just gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna post it on the Rock All Over You page tomorrow. I'm yeah. gonna make a Spotify list because he he listens to Spotify, so I'll make it on Spotify so he can listen to it. And maybe maybe we can get Eric into the Stones, dude. Um, I I would like to do like Sticky Fingers or Exile with Eric. It might be too much. I think mine might be if he if he can't get into it with my compilation. I don't yeah. think he can ever yeah. get. It. Well, if, he, if you guys gave a bonus track, mine would be uh, Can't You Hear Me Knocking. Great track. I fucking love, love that song, man. Or I guess mine would be Let's Spend the Night more. Together. Let's Spend the Night Together. Let's Spend the Night Together. Yeah. yeah. Great song. Fucking great song, man. But that I was think our... Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Tuesday was the B-side. Ruby Tuesday's right? good, too, man. That was the B-side to that, right? That wasn't on an album, was it, Ruby Tuesday? Yeah. Well, they, well, both of them were on the U.S. version of... Um, oh, okay between the buttons but not the you guys know all oh, the yeah. u.s and uk i just know yeah the US. I, I yeah i own them all i'm pretty anal with that stuff. well both the beatles and the stones the, beatles the same the thing stones. with acdc you guys all know the yeah. u.s yeah i got the australian versions yeah but there's not as many there's only a couple of those but yeah yeah 
All yeah. right, man. You love a band. You love a band. You want to. True. Yeah. Well, I hear all the different and, versions. And on, and on streaming, if you use streaming, there they have all the different albums. They got the English. They got the American ones too. So. I, I bought so much music, man. I'm just listening. Like, and he just gave me the Little River Band greatest hits over here. This guy over here. <laughs> Sometimes it's just nice. It's it's nice because if you're very used to listening to a certain version of the album, like mm -hmm. growing up, for example, like I was very used to just the international high voltage. Mm -hmm. So listening to the which is more the Australian TNT than it is the Australian high voltage is really a totally different album. But just listening to TNT, I kind of prefer it now. Just also like to I I kind of fear like Dirty Deeds, the international versions a little bit better but i was a little burned out on that whereas the australian version i wasn't burned out on so it's just a little different so sometimes it makes an older album a little fresher to you and it's like that the stones and the beatles too so yeah i gotta start checking out these different versions of these albums it's like i'm always pissed off that japan always gets bonus tracks <laughs> i'm a big fan of uh i don't think it's enough crap but i actually i prefer the u.s version of rubber soul because, yeah, it, it, op it opens with um, I've Just Seen a Face, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs. Yeah. And it kind of just focuses more on the acoustic folky kind of songs. But I think that kind of gives it a kind of consistent, cool vibe. Like, you know, I just I just kind of like the vibe. Of I, the like, I like Yesterday and Today. Yeah, I kind of like the way they separate it a little bit. Yeah. I like Yesterday and Today as, as the song. And I kind of like the U.S. Rubber Soul. But, uh, yeah, the, the Butcher cover album, I, I like that one too. It's it, I, But on typically, I prefer the English on the Beatles ones. But because they, they cut the albums down too much. When you got 12 songs, so they kind of... But yeah, the Rubber Soul is not too bad. It's, it's not too bad. I, I like that one. And Yesterday and Today, I like that one too. Yeah, so, they got they have a nice flow to them yeah and yesterday and today it's like a nice transition album between right. Song, right. yeah all right man we want to uh eddie before you go promote your shit man well there's me eddie canastracci or you can say canastracci or canastracci i don't care i no. say it the right way <laughs> I, I did actually my mom doesn't like it but she she's watched my youtube videos my mom is german irish so she's the German Irish side. So, and she goes, why do you say Canastracci? It's Canastracy, because that's the American pronunciation. Oh, yeah. I, I go, I'm going old school. I'm representing my Italian, I'm respecting my father, RIP, and my Italian heritage and saying Canastracci, because that's the Italian way of saying it. So that's why, and I think it pops a little more on YouTube. It does. Yeah, it just pops a little more. I tried it both ways, and I think Canastracci just pops more. So that's why I say Canastracci. But really, I don't give a shit. They're all just, you know, names and words. They're just things that people make up. Anyway, it's all an illusion. Language does not exist. I don't want... <laughs> it's just a thing we make up so that we're just not totally talking nonsense to one another. So I don't care. You can call me fucking Big Bad Easter Bunny drinking scotch. I don't care. But... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway my youtube channel is eddie can whatever you want to call it can of something yeah <laughs> and it comes up <laughs> if you put in ed eddie and then c-a-n it will come up it does <laughs> it will come up it will come up on the first end you don't even need to do the second end it will come up on the first end that's right i got some people watching my shit anyway 
And then there's the podcast with Eric, Eric Jordan, RMCP, the Rock All Over You podcast. It's great. Check it out. We talk about a lot of rock and metal. Generally, my YouTube is, you know, more eclectic. It's a lot of different kinds of music. And with the Rock All Over You, we kind of, for the most part, stick more with the hard rock and stuff. So there you go. That's what I'm up to. Yeah, not us on Freeform because Lee will give me hot poop. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I have fun. I like coming on freeform, though. I like talking to Lee. Yeah, we gotta get you. We gotta get both you and Eric on at the same time. You know, that, that might be too crazy. Might be too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Eric likes to give descriptions of stuff you never want to hear. You know, yeah, I just, that's I like a that's like a hot poop in a freaking desert with a fucking army guy or something. You know, you know he is. We did a we did that Motley Crue episode with the you know plug podcast. Yeah, and like Eric literally had to cut like two hours out. Like it was just too. <laughs> it's like a three hour episode. He had to oh, take shit. two hours out. It was just too long. That's the problem when you got like four guys. You got four guys in our age bracket. Dropped them down and say, "Hey, talk about Motley Crue." Could go on for fucking five. Well, hours. I I did it. We just did the Use Your Illusions one and two with Charles there with three guys. And how long was that? Thirty hours? No, it was only four hours and twenty two <laughs> seconds. But we played two songs <laughs> off of each album, and I picked. So it was we played five songs, two songs that three songs to end the thing, and a Lee song. So it wasn't that bad. It was maybe maybe three hours of talk. The rest have of you music. thought about maybe doing what the Decibel, uh, Decibel Geek does, where they just play part of the song? Nah. Okay, you're you're sticking with this. You're going. Yeah, on it's my thing, man. It's, some okay. people, a lot of people like it. You know, I know I got bitched at by. I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming you picked the really long songs because I don't fucking. Re- I don't remember shit. Yeah, well, obviously like people are getting. Someone had to pick locomotive, right? Uh, I don't want to ruin it. We don't want to say. <laughs> we don't want to say. We want you guys to Come listen. Come on, that's the greatest. You know, you, you know when, you, when you listen to a podcast and the song starts playing, they got skip 30 seconds, skip 30 seconds, so you could skip part of the song. So you I know. Use your illusion, though. Everyone's probably going to be picking the epics. It's going to be fucking long. <laughs> uh, no, we'll no. see. We'll see. <laughs> but it's only four hours and 22 seconds of 29. No, no one's picking my world, and you ain't the first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well you never know i think uh charlie picked it no, i'm joking <laughs> he doesn't remember so i can say anything i want right now but uh also uh we need you guys to subscribe to this channel share this channel uh we do this shit for free we like to talk we like to be idiots uh, i like to drink and always remember man if you ain't drinking whiskey and i'm out of whiskey right now oh, sad. part of the problem man oh. i'm part of the problem right now he isn't. He's still drinking. You got a bottle. You got to get yourself a bottle. Yeah, if and I bring the bottle in the room. put it in the glass. I brought the, the last time I brought the bottle in the room was the freaking top 10 movie episode. <laughs> that was the shit show at the end. I was like, Man, I, I got the book. Oh, who's the actor? <laughs> I was fucked up. Mannequin <laughs> 2 on the moon. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> Dude, you All right, guys. I was so I was so fucking worried about you that night. No, dude, my wife Stop. called the ambulance on me. <laughs> I was so fucked up because I was pouring it. I ran out of ice, so I was feeling. I was thinking, dude, top. stop, man. If Mark's on the ground, <laughs> dream a little dream. Call me. Hey. I said, like, yeah. what's, your, what's, what's your number eight? We're like on number two, you know. <laughs> I see the future part three. Yeah. Uh-huh. That episode should have got freaking. <laughs> 
more downloads. Oh, that was a classic man. episode. That's up there with the story. I keep trying to put it up to get people to watch it because you want to see fucked up Mark. You see fucked up Mark on the tree form. That is the fucked up, fucked us up Mark has ever been fucked up. Oh, dude, man, yeah. I didn't know no, what I was you doing. You got to lead off with that, though. You got to put that in the description. Uh, it, not just the description, like the title. Like put it in the title of the episode. Well, Eric, like, your buddy, your, your podcast partner Netflix. keeps talking about that episode. Oh my God, you were so fucked up. I didn't see that one. So, and yes, Mark Daly goes, I got the book because I brought up my back. To I got the book. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I'll send it to you. You gotta watch it, dude. You like my fucked up videos. Yeah, I always like watching. And there's a guy working on the fucking security system coming in and out, and I'm like, right, I don't even notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife comes in right like one time. Is is she come in? I didn't notice. I went to sleep, and then all of a sudden I'm waking up. There's fucking ambulance. I can take my blood pressure. You know? what the fuck's going? On? I thought you were diabetic coma. I go no. I'm. I drank whiskey. It would be low, not high. And right. it took my blood pressure. Took my thing. It was one forty. That's perfect. <laughs> I go. Let me go back <laughs> to sleep. What is this shit? I'm fucked. You should write a memoir of the whiskey diaries. Whiskey <laughs> diaries. All right, guys. Thank you for being on the podcast. I'm going to send you that episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All hey, right, yeah, guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot, man. It's always great. All right, cheers, man. That was fun. Later, All right, guys. Bye.